0: This is The Busy Type, unfiltered conversations about all things life and business. We talk about the wins, the fails, and everything in between. So settle in, it's time to get busy. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Ronique Barber. I am the founder of a copywriting studio called Virtual Favor, as well as a natural skincare line called lazy face i almost forgot the name for a second there you guys i don't know Bill am feeling loopy <laughs> i hope your day is going well day night whatever it is if it's monday for you the day that this episode is coming out thanks so much for listening so quickly um please be sure to subscribe rate review all of the fun things tell me what you think about the podcast tell me what questions you have, or what episodes you want me to do. If there's anything that you want me to talk about or cover on here, just let me know. You can always reach me on Instagram at the busy type podcast. That's at the B-I-Z-Z-Y type podcast on Instagram, or feel free to send me an email at the busy type pod at virtualfavor.com. That's the B-I-Z-Z-Y type pod at virtualfavor.com and that information will always be in the show notes so feel free to check it out there as well so okay this episode kind of makes me uncomfortable to talk about because anytime i've ever had to talk about this people have never heard of it and they don't really understand and i understand why they wouldn't understand because this isn't even something i had ever heard of you know i guess like five years ago so my life was completely different then so, I'm just going to get into it. This episode hopefully helps a lot of people who started a business or whether you did it because whether you started a business because you have a health issue and you wanted that freedom to work, to figure out work on your own terms or if you happen to have a health issue and and are still an entrepreneur either way, you know. So, I guess I'll just start out telling you guys what my health issue is. Like, it's nothing, it's not killing me, you guys. But I have a progressive eye condition called keratoconus. Um, I'll put that in the in the show notes so you guys can see how it's spelled. Um, it's called keratoconus. It's basically, if you have astigmatism or if you understand what astigmatism is, it's kind of like an overdramatic form of astigmatism. Stig- so it's when my cornea most corneas it's like the outer layer of your eye that helps reflect light most people is shaped like a basketball right it's like a a a, a sphere if i can talk like it's like a sphere okay like a circular shape well my cornea over time begins to shape like a cone so hence the keratoconus It, it basically starts to shape like football or as i like to say like hey arnold's head um but yeah so that causes extreme blurred vision sensitivity to light over time uh, uh, this could happen to me and it's happened to many people you could need a corneal transplant so like they would take my crazy cornea away and give me someone else's cornea that's passed away that's scary it's especially scary when you hear that at 25 years old that you could basically you could go legally blind or you could need a transplant and a lot of people who get those corneal transplants need multiple corneal transplants over the course of their life especially depending on how early they got the transplant a lot of people get them when they're like teenagers still here's the, here's my story with it i always had 20 20 vision growing up i didn't have vision issues so it wasn't really something that i was on the lookout for however when i was like i want to say a junior in high school so like 16 17 i remember being in class like specifically math class and i just remember being like oh it's like hard for me to see when the teacher turns off the light for the projector i just remember that and i specifically remember it in that class so i honestly just thought it was that class and nothing too dramatic um, and then I remember going into like department stores and being like, like when I was in like a Walmart or a Target and like the fluorescent lights, I would always be like, oh, it makes it hard for me. Like it, it gives me a headache. It bothers my eyes in here. I didn't know that this was Keratoconus. No one knew that this was to get Keratoconus. After like my first year of college, I I didn't have problems, like, seeing in, in class, and I always sat way in the back of the lecture hall, so, like, it wasn't that I had problems seeing. It was just, like, my eyes would be sensitive to light, but I've always had really bad allergies, like, terrible, like, swollen eyes shut allergies, so I didn't think too much of it, and, I, like, my mom, when I would tell her, like, she didn't, you know, we didn't think anything was wrong, really, because I'd always had perfect vision. I did go ahead and get glasses when I was 19, and... They just told me like, oh, you have astigmatism in both eyes and you're nearsighted in one eye and you're farsighted in the other. And I was like, oh, OK. And they were like, yeah, you should wear these glasses all the time. And I was like, mm, never going to happen. So I didn't wear the glasses all the time. I wore them sometimes when I needed them, but I didn't really need them all the way because my vision, like, I don't know. It just, Like it just it was some it was inconsistent. Like sometimes it wouldn't be that great and sometimes it would be fine. But Over time, um, you know, I was, I was like, I want to say 23. So like years had passed. And I just noticed that I was struggling to see a little bit. And it like, I felt like things were blurry. So I went to an eye doctor. And this eye doctor was like, Oh, yeah, you have like, really, you know, your vision's pretty poor. You're going you probably it looks like you sleep with, like, your eyes open. (laughs) um, Because you have chronic dry eye. So, he was saying that and he was just, like, kind of throwing off all these things. He was like, oh, you're going to have to take a fish oil supplement and you're going to have to take that forever and never sleep with the fan on. You can't do that ever again. And you always have to sleep with an um, with a face mask on, like an eye mask on. You're going to have to do that for the rest of your life. You, you, like, need to sleep, put this eye ointment into your eyes every single night and that's going to have to be for the rest of your life. And I didn't really understand. Like, what was happening because he wasn't giving like he was giving a lot of details of things I needed to do but he wasn't really giving me many details of what was wrong with me so he prescribed me this pair of glasses he was like oh they're going to be very very thick um there I can't prescribe you any higher like you need a higher dose but like you're not going to be able to legally use it to drive so I can't give you the the strength of prescription that you need because like you're going to be very wonky and dizzy so that was that experience. So I was like, okay, this is really weird, but I didn't think that something was seriously wrong because he didn't say something seriously wrong. Like he didn't, ex- he didn't give it a name. He didn't tell me anything about it. He was just like, like, oh yeah, this is your vision. This is what's going on. So that's all I knew. Okay. So I, I could, didn't know anything else. I just left with like glasses and I was pretty embarrassed about it, but I looked, I looked pretty hot and them and everybody thought it, so, um, I'll, I'll post a picture on the Instagram on, so that you guys can see. But I had these glasses, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to wear these glasses. And about two months later, I I got the, yeah, because I got them in, in January. And then by March, I needed new glasses. So if you wear glasses, or <laughs> you know people that wear glasses, that is not normal. You don't need glasses a, two months after you had glasses after you just got a prescription anyways i, I couldn't get glasses because I, I was like oh i just quit my job and i didn't have insurance anymore so i was just like okay i, I guess like my because my new job didn't offer health insurance and my old job offered it for free so <laughs> it was like not not the right time to have problems but i honestly just started suffering and my vision progressively got worse and worse and worse and I went to that same doctor the next the next year year and a half I think and my eyes were way worse I had been suffering I got a new prescription and then I ordered a bunch of glasses and then a month later I could not see again out of these glasses like and when I'm telling you guys I can't see this is essentially what Keratoconus does. There's a great graphic that explains exactly, like, what Keratoconus does to your vision so that you can kind of imagine seeing through my eyes. So I'll post that also on the Instagram, not to do too many Instagram plugs, but just so you guys can kind of get a mental picture of what I am talking about. But basically, like, if you've ever sat in a car with a fogged glass window, but and you can, like, kind of see through it, and you can like make like if there's like a stop sign or something or like a car in front of you you can kind of make that out but you can't it's it's very blurred like you just can't quite get it that's what keratoconus is like that's what my vision's like it took me from 23 to 25 to properly get diagnosed and it was not a fun experience. I found out that I had this progressive eye condition and it was like, okay, you could eventually become legally blind. You could need a corneal transplant. Like you could go, you know, like you could get to a point where like you'll never, you know, see properly ever again. And I just didn't really know what to think about that. And it started to affect my work. I couldn't see. I worked as an office manager, which is obviously has a lot to do with computers. But besides the computer aspect of it, it's just like basic things. Like if I look up at a clock, I couldn't tell you what time it is, not because I don't know how to tell time, but because I can't see the hands of the clock. Like if someone, you know, is pointing to something, it's very difficult for me to make out exactly what they're pointing to because everything is kind of blurred for me. Um, so I just kept going through this phase of, like, needing glasses, needing glasses, and constantly needing glasses. Like, it seemed like the thing that was constantly happening. But I had been told that eventually, with this condition, I would need specialized hard contact lenses, okay? But every time I went to the doctor for my new visit, no one said it was time for those lenses but yet I was running around practically blind, like, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, I wish I was exaggerating, but that, that's just what it was like, okay, no one, no one knew, no one, no one told me, but like, when you go to the eye doctor, and they're doing vision tests, they can tell how bad you see, how poor your vision is, but no one would be like, hey girl, it's time for those lenses, And I would ask, and they would, like, give me what they were giving me, like, glasses, okay? So, finally, I found my own independent health insurance, um, like, vision insurance, and I went on the hunt for contact lenses, Um, and I had joined, like, a support group on Facebook, Keratoconus Group, um, that where I really gained, that's where I've gained all my knowledge on this condition, basically, because... It's fairly rare. Like, there's not a ton of information on the internet. There, I mean, there is, but, you know, it's not, like, not from people who have it. It's from the doctors who treat it, which is helpful. But, like, they're not going to tell you the basic day-to-day things of, like, which eye drops feel good or, like, what not to do or, like, how to get your lenses in and out. I don't know. So... Anyway, that's been the most helpful thing to me. So if you have keratoconus, like, first of all, let me know if you have keratoconus or if you know someone because I've never met anyone in real life. So tell me, (laughs) I would love to chat. But that Facebook group had taught me about all the different types of lenses, all of, you know, just everything, everything about keratoconus. So I came armed and ready to go at my next doctor's appointment um, so that I could get lenses. I made it clear that like I need lenses. I made it clear that I found a vision insurance plan that would cover those very expensive, hard plastic lenses. Um, I had never worn contacts in my life. When I was a teenager, I put in contacts, like colored contact just for fun. Um, But besides that, I'd never put in contacts or dealt with them. And now it was like my new thing of knowing that every day for the rest of my life, if I'm lucky and don't have to get a transplant, I will put in contact lenses, a hard lens, a gigantic like fishbowl lens into my eye. Um, But I knew that it was giving people 20-20 vision and some people did not have 20-20 vision with it, but like it was clearing their vision enough so that they could do basic tasks because I was at a point where I could no longer drive. Like, basically, you guys, without my lenses, I'm legally blind. I can't say I'm legally blind because legally blind means that's your vision with with correction. And that's not the case for me when I get correction through my contact lenses. I'm not legally blind. I see great. But, you know, I, I'm legally blind without them. And it's a scary feeling um, when I do have the mouse. You know, I can't walk the street by myself. I can't, you know, I I honestly feel like I need a seeing the eye dog, but I'm not blind and I'm very blessed to not be. But anyway, so I finally got those contact lenses and great. Yay. Life changed. But, um, I think I said in another episode that at one point I was doing like dishwashing when all this was going down because I couldn't work anymore at the jobs that I was used to. Like the field that I was working my way up and that, I mean, I didn't really want to do it. I didn't have a passion for it, but I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Like I wasn't good at my job anymore. And I was constantly scared and stressed and in pain from hunching over on a keyboard to like have my nose practically pressed up to the screen to be able to see, to do my job for the day. It just wasn't sustainable anymore. And I really knew that I had to do something on my own because I can squint on my phone and get a lot of work done without any contact lenses in and I can see. Because here's the thing with Keratoconus. It's like if you squeeze your eyes tight enough or like a certain way, you can clear your vision. Like you can self-correct. I cannot stay in a squint permanently 24-7. But if I'm having a bad day and I can't wear my contact lenses, I can get by at home, right? So like I can do my job at home even if I can't like, if I couldn't, you know, wear my lenses and actually, like, be great and presentable for the world, so anyway, that, I knew I had to work for myself, I knew it, because I just don't know where the road's gonna go, you know, with my vision, I don't know where it's going, and if you have a health condition that puts you in that same position to where you just don't know where the road is going, like, what, what's around the river bend, you know, as we would say in Pocahontas. If you're in that position where you just don't know what's going to happen for you because there's something going on with your health, it's you know it's essential to have control over your own finances, to have control over your own schedule, um, just to have freedom over your entire life. So that's my story with Keratoconus. No, I have not ever found a doctor that's been great for me I yeah I've just never found someone like even with the one who gave me the lenses they do not fit properly I'm trying to get new ones so it's a battle but I'm learning to embrace it and because there, I, I mean I just can't change it like there's nothing I can do about it at this point this is this is me this is the peepers that I've been born with whether I knew it or not so I wanted to kind of I guess I guess talk about the benefits and things that, you know, having a health problem in business, like the things that you should think of, you know, focus on, I guess I should say. Having health problems, they make you want to do more now. So like I said, I don't know what's coming around the corner. If you have a health problem, you don't know what's next for you. But if there's anything that you do know, it's that you want to do the most that you can with with your life right now. Okay, so if you are working at a job that you hate, if you're at that nine to five that you hate, you know, like you want to run your own business and you want to do it while you still can. Now, obviously, I'm so blessed to not have like a life altering condition. Like I will not die from this disease. I could potentially lose all sight. Like, and not be able to see or barely be able to see at all with and not have any form of correction that helps me anymore. That could happen for me. I don't know. I'm not very old yet. So I don't know what the rest of my life is going to hold. But I know that it's possible that it could go wrong, you know? So having this disease really made it clear for me that, like, hey, I, I want to do something and I want to do it now. Like, what am I, what am I waiting for? Like, I can't keep putting things off yeah, for me, I guess it just made it very clear that I need to do things now. And I think if you have a health problem, it's probably made it clear for you too. That's probably why you're listening to this podcast. It's probably, you know, you're inspired. You're ready to run a business. You're ready to live the business life, the entrepreneur life. That's the benefit. That's a plus I would say is because it really does put your priorities in check and keep you grounded and just remember like, oh yeah, I actually have a dream. I had a goal, a plan for this life. I didn't just want it to be taken over. I would say that another benefit is that you get the opportunity to create a life that can work for you and your circumstances. It doesn't necessarily sound like, oh, that's a benefit. Like, I have to create a life that works for me. But the truth is, is that once you are doing your own thing, running your own business, you get the opportunity to say, like, hey, like for me, okay? take it back to my eyes. I know sometimes I just have to stop and take an eye break. (laughs) Like I literally have to be like, oh my eyes are bothering me. I've been working for three hours, for four hours, sometimes one hour and my eyes just aren't having it. So I have to stop and I'm fortunate enough that I don't have to go in and do like i'm not going somewhere nine to five to where i don't have the opportunity to to say this is when i'm going to work and this is when i'm not you know maybe you need to have a a week where you're like okay i instead of working five days this week i'm gonna work two days this week because i have to rest like you can call that you can make that decision no one no one can tell you how to run it obviously you have work to get done And you have to get it done but no one can tell you how to get it done and when to get it done so that's such a big thing just having the opportunity to create something that works for your own circumstances and you know along with that like i said you can just set your own schedule you know be mindful when you're creating a schedule because most people when they start a business or when they're in their business they'll readjust and kind of decide what routine works best for them but make sure that you're really thinking about you and your health. Like, do you know that you burn out easily? It's nothing to be ashamed of if you do, especially if you have a health problem. But even if you don't, like, there's no, there's nothing to be ashamed about that. That's why you do your own business so you don't have to worry about it and you can make your schedule changes as you need, okay? So, like, when you're creating a routine and a schedule for your business and for yourself and your workflow... Be sure to kind of say like, oh hey, you know, I usually get tired, and like in the afternoon or when I wake up, it takes me a long time to get going. Like even if you have like arthritis and you're like, when I wake up, I'm in so much pain, like I can't start in my mornings. Like that's not my ideal time to work. Great, start working in the afternoon. Like it's cool, do what you want, but just be sure that you're paying attention to your schedule, your body schedule, your health schedule, even if you have mental health problems and you know that, like, you get anxious in the evenings or you get anxious in the morning when you first wake up and you need to do a workout. Like, make sure that you map out your day according to your health. Like, what's going to make you and your body run the most smoothly? Like, that's what you should be doing. That's why you've created this career and this life for yourself is so that you can be at your optimal health, your peak performance. Like, you need to make sure that you're doing that. It's ho- It's easy to kind of be like, oh, yay, like, everybody usually goes and, like, does yoga in the mornings, and, like, we go and grab coffee, like, me and all my friends, whatever. Do what works for you and your health, because that's the thing that's going to keep pushing you so that you can grow your business, okay? So, make sure that you're scheduling things for your, uh, like, determined around your health and well-being, okay? So, my last little... Tip or thing, just note, I guess all these things are are kind of notes for working with mental, not mental health, but it could be mental health with any health il- issue or illness. is asking for help. Okay, This is difficult for me. I mean, it's not it's not if like if I have a question, but like I've never really been the person to be like, Hey, can you help me do this? here's the th- Here's the real deal. A lot, I have to ask for help. I don't really like it, but sometimes I literally cannot see and have to ask, can someone do this for me? Can someone get this for me? Hey, can you tell me what this says? Hey, I can't see that. Or like, I I need more time to see that. Like, you just have to ask for the things you need. You have resources within family and friends, and especially if you are a freelancer, you can cr- like create a huge community even online on social media. Like maybe you're, you're an artist and you're, you're like, oh, you're like me. Maybe you can't see very well or something. And you just need, you're having a rough day and you need somebody to check your work for you. Like write someone on a Facebook group and say like, hey, does anyone have a minute? Like I'm having a hard time today. Does anyone have a minute to look at this for me? Like reach out for help because you don't want to go out creating mistakes or, you know, giving yourself a bad rep Just because you weren't feeling well that day. Like, ask for the help. Take rest. Ask for help. That's it, okay? I'm done for the day. That's it. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. I hope it wasn't too much detail, too much drama about my health issues. Um, I really only told you guys about one health issue. But, I mean, there's not any other major ones, I don't think. Um, But... I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for showing up. I hope that you're listening on Monday because that'd be cool the day that we release episodes. Um, Please be sure if you have any questions, if you'd like to talk to me about keratoconus, if you have a friend or family member who has keratoconus and they are new to it and need some help or advice, please feel free to reach out. Just anything. If you guys have other topics that you'd like me to cover on any episodes, Please let me know. You can reach me on Instagram at The Busy Type Podcast, or you can email me at The Busy Type Pod at virtualfavor.com. Um, as always, stay busy, and I will talk to you next Monday.